0: So hello, this is Nick Holland for Information Security Media Group, and today I'm speaking with Scott Walters and Eric Riddle, who are both with Booz Allen Hamilton. One of the things that Booz Allen Hamilton's intimately involved with is working with a number of the top U.S. financial institutions to help them stay ahead of cyber threats. Um, So Scott is the VP of Financial Services and Eric is the Solutions Integration Lead. So I think they can get a pretty unique perspective of really what banks are thinking of for the coming year to stay ahead of cybersecurity. So well, firstly, gentlemen, welcome, Scott. Welcome, Eric. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. So Bruce Allen Hamilton works with a number of the top 25 financial institutions in the US. What are they coming to you about regarding their top security concerns for 2019? Eric, would you like to go first?
1: Sure. So what we're seeing a lot in the marketplace is there's been a, a dramatic increase in fraud. So a lot of the cybersecurity programs are focusing on the concept of fraud fusion, which is bringing cyber techniques to address the fraud problems that the banks are facing. In addition, there is an increase in adoption of clouds so cloud security, and then also security analytics, um, which kind of spans across both the incident response space, the fraud problem we discussed, and just just overall uh, security practice.
0: And Scott, what are your thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, and I think with that, you know, a lot of these things that banks are looking to, in many cases, they've been doing some of these things for a while. There's been a bit of a challenge in terms of how you get these various components to work well together in an effective manner. So there's a lot of time spent in looking at the interactions, whether it's at a technology level, a process level, uh, people perspective and how those things fit together and really optimize to deliver the the results that our clients need.
0: You touched on fraud being a big issue for banks. What kinds of fraud are we talking about, Eric?
2: A lot of different things. Um, So I I think a lot of people in the space are familiar with things like account takeovers, um, all the variations thereof. You know, we're kind of seeing it's an ongoing issue in the financial services sector. I mean, it's, it's the old joke, right? You know, why do you go to the banks? It's where the money is. So, they're definitely taking advantage of some of the weaknesses within the environment. They're, they're looking at the scenes between the systems and the connections and the processes. And what they're doing is they're act, actively exploiting these. So, you know, whether it's account takeover, um, creating synthetic identities, right? Just basically building accounts that they then groom or, or cultivate over time and then eventually exploit to, to pull the money out. Those are just some, some kind of tactical examples of what they're doing, but the, the fraud actors are very innovative in terms of how they think about these, and they run it like a business.
1: Yeah,
2: and I guess there's been a proliferation
1: of credentials for sale on the dark web. So the, the sort of volume has increased. Threat actors are actually accessing systems with legit credentials, so they're using more cyber technique to detect fraud versus some of the standard tool sets that are out there. Yeah, that's a good point, Scott. Um, a lot of credential
2: stuffing, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: We also see a lot of you know pretty basic call center fraud as well. Folks call up looking to get passwords reset and, and sort of get in and gain access. Um, so it, it really spans from very high tech to pretty low tech, but it's, um, it's a constant. And we've seen an increase you know across all the financial institutions in this space.
0: I mean, that's an interesting observation, obviously, that, again, again, classic social engineering still works. You can still call up a human at a call center, and that's the weakest link.
1: Yeah, there's, there's, you know, people at the core of all these processes, and, you know, people are susceptible. So, it, it's uh, yeah, it, it's a problem.
0: So, in terms of threat remediation and mitigation for financial institutions, what kind of technologies are FIs investing in in the current, coming year?
2: Yeah, so… You know I think before you even look at specific technologies I think there's a mindset that you have to think about how you approach the problem Um, Scott earlier mentioned uh, the concept of fusion and one of the things that we found traditionally is that the fraud and the cyber groups have acted in a very independent manner Um, we're we're getting a great deal of traction in terms of looking at how the two groups approach a similar problem together uh, because we've actually seen instances where the two teams are actually fighting the same threat actor not knowing that they're actually focusing on a common enemy, and just by getting them to understand how to pull together as a single team, taking things like threat intelligence and how that works into the fraud environment. Um, So there are specific tools, for example, in, in fraud, looking at behaviors, patterns, understanding things like context and geolocation. When you start to fuse that with some of the cyber threat intelligence, you get a really powerful equation, and you can start to detect things like campaigns and specific right actors and you can really understand that some of these events are not random but rather targeted at that environment and you can start making some good decisions
1: around we're also seeing sort of cross-pollination of the teams we're seeing fraud analysts embedded in the CTI organizations and seeing CTI uh, analysts being embedded in fraud or or at least sharing information creating a closed loop a lot more communication a lot more collaboration uh, between fraud and cyber
0: is that within the financial institutions that there's more collaboration between fraud and cyber or is this, I guess on the flip side, is that something that you're seeing in terms of the criminal activity?
1: Yeah, I think it's both. So there's a lot more collaboration inside the financial organization to help combat the problem. But we're also seeing collaboration on the dark web between threat actors sharing exploits and uh, credentials. So it's uh you know, there's there's a, a fair amount of collaboration on both sides. Okay. Yeah, and
2: that's that's actually where some of the threat intelligence comes into play because when you're able to, to monitor and track some of that activity on the dark web, you can be a bit more predictive, if you will, in terms of anticipating potential attacks and seeing that maybe a particular financial institution's uh, client's credentials have been for sale on the web, um, and then potentially put in place some um, some technology or some techniques.
0: To anticipate those This is a segue, I guess, into talking a little bit maybe about the, the concept of a fusion center. I spoke with MasterCard uh, late last year about their fusion center, but is this something that's being adopted more broadly by financial institutions?
2: Yeah, we think so. You know, again, I think a lot of financial institutions are very familiar and have been implementing the concept of a security operations center. That certainly is nothing new. Largely, we find it's, it's based on regulation and compliance. Auditors are certainly looking to make sure that financial institutions have those. Um, It's typically reactive, it's looking for attacks and then doing something about it after the fact. We think the concept of the fusion center is really becoming more popular as an effective way to mitigate or address those threats because it is in fact looking on the horizon with threat intelligence, It's creating the content of the rules, if you will, based on that intelligence so that the SOC now can look for the things that it cares about versus just the daily noise, if you will. And then on that basis, they can take appropriate actions that are highly targeted, ideally anticipatory. But if it does happen, if there is an event where there's a breach, they are very quickly able to detect that there is something wrong, um, hopefully measured in the span of hours or days and not not months or years.
0: So you you said the word anticipatory, which I think is pretty relevant to a number of things that are going on in cybersecurity today. So, I mean, again, are banks investing in things like AI and machine learning to enhance that proactive approach to security?
2: You know, we are. um, When you're dealing with such enormous amounts of data, which are only increasing every day, just given the activity and the, the channels that everybody is using, the clients are expanding and expecting more modes of access into those institutions. Analytics and some of the AI and some of the other technologies you're referencing come into play Leveraging that to understand connections that are maybe not obvious to human beings Sifting through enormous amounts of data building models to understand why things may be connected that otherwise were not obvious Um, And then we can actually target some of the cyber actions based on those on those connections if you will So yeah, those are very relevant to, to fighting the problem today.
0: And I guess, I mean, let's ask also again what, I mean, specifically what, what sort of initiatives is Booz Allen Hamilton involved in for the coming year with your clients?
1: You know, we're helping clients either build out uh, a full fusion uh, center with fraud capability or we're helping them in an individual area, whether it be CTI, threat hunting, um, detection logic. Um, we're, we're sort of helping them orchestrate their security ops environment to be most effective we, we also have a pretty large IR practice in the event that um, there is a, uh, a breach or, or they require outside assistance. We have a practice that we can deploy dozens of folks in a 48 hour time span to client location, help
0: them kind of contain or
1: remediate the problem. And that's really what we call through Allen our advanced cyber defense
2: capabilities, and that's largely where we're focused with our clients.
0: Is there anything that financial institutions are missing, do you think?
2: So I, I think there is a tendency to think of problems and uh, technologies as a, as a quick fix sometimes we, we've actually had to spend some time with our clients uh, trying to understand the technology that they have in place and, and spend a bit of time trying to rationalize or optimize versus purchasing more technology you know it's very common to see that within a very tech heavy environment there may be a lot of overlaps between technologies, but then sometimes we identify gaps, right? So right. There's, there's, there's things such as adequate control coverage. How does it map against known frameworks such as MITRE, et cetera, and making sure that the, the right technologies are in place and that they've identified the point at which these technologies can help. Yeah. From my perspective, you know, the financial services
1: uh, institutions, uh, they're pretty mature. I think they, they know. Um, what good looks like, they know what a good program is. Um, depending on where you are in the pyramid, right? If you're a large bank, fully funded, 2000 plus security employees, you can build things in-house, be highly effective. Um, when you start going down that pyramid, there's uh, talent challenges as everybody's out there looking to source the best cyber talent. There's budget challenges. Uh, the firms are highly regulated, so they, they may need to place some bets as opposed to covering everything they'd like to. But I I would emphasize that I I do believe that the CISOs are mature. They they know what the right answers are. Just depending on where they are in their life cycle of of maturity, uh, they're working on getting there.
0: Well, like you say as well, so that's where the money is. So it's uh, clearly an imperative to protect financial (laughs) institutions. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today. That was Scott Walters and Eric Riddle, both from Booz Allen Hamilton. And for Information Security Media Group, I'm Nick Holland.